It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. So I have to choose the one that I think will bring me the most joy. That absolutely will. And this one has, it's it's cream-filled, it's got the chocolate, and it's got the vanilla icing. So this seems like the choice. Yeah. But are you regretting it already? I don't know. I don't know because I love sprinkles. Do you? If if, if that one with the sprinkles uh-huh. would have had sprinkles yeah. on this one, then it would have been an all-inclusive Donut choice, okay. <laughs> but but so, and now I know that I'll probably enjoy this donut, uh-huh. but it will it was, start a process okay. that'll make me want to have another donut. And no matter what I choose after this one, it's not gonna be this one's gonna they're, they're gonna pale by comparison, right? I think that's addiction, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how that works. Like one starts the next, and and then the, and the, but yeah. then the next thing, yeah. Fails you. It's called it, donniction. Yeah. <laughs> I see carbs. That's all. I <laughs> they all look really good. But thank you Have for the gesture. Carbs. I'm um, good at the moment with the, the coffee. Okay. Thank you for the the donut gesture and having to force me to make. Choices and decisions. You do have trouble with gluten. Like you, you do take your time looking at which gluten option is. The I'm most very, positive. I'm very fond of gluten. I know you are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You think? I mean, you think you put a lot of thought into I what do. is the right choice. I do, and I, and I, I go out of my way to avoid uh, non-gluten items. No, I know. I, you, I've you've seen, seen you've seen, <laughs> it, you've seen it happen. <laughs> okay. Well, don't know why something that's been around. Forever. Literally, for generations, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it makes my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. I feel that uh, way about peanut allergies. I don't yeah. think I knew anybody growing up that had peanut allergies. I yeah. knew people that had milk allergies. But well, not- maybe, maybe, and I'm not defending the peanut allergy theory. Right. Maybe you never heard about anybody with a peanut al- allergy because they died. <laughs> now that makes more sense. <laughs> Many apologies because, to you. Because they, it was it was quick and they didn't speak of it. You know, they was, they, they couldn't it figure it out. It was a rare out. condition. I don't want to burden the whole school. <laughs> it was the peanut butter. <laughs> it was the peanut butter man. No, I didn't. I, I don't remember any any peanut allergies. I don't. Remember. No. Food allergies in general, like. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, but I also I re- remember they would put uh, the mentally challenged. It, they'd all be together. Mm-hmm. We'd all be in the same class. Hmm. Maybe that was, was just what, Athens. Were, I mean, that was in seventies. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. We didn't have that. The seventies. Mm-hmm. What? What was in the seventies? Seventies having uh, the mentally challenged kids in your elementary class. Yeah. Uh, everybody was. Yeah, everyone together. was all together. Yeah. 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 So no separation. The 80s now, are different. it's all bullshit. Now they're all... Yeah, yeah separate. 
Well, I can't say bullshit. No, it's kind of a sensitive topic. <laughs> What's well, bullshit? Let let, that, let everybody well, no, play I together. What, I get what oh, you're saying. okay. I, I thought I thought you meant that putting them together was bullshit. No, staring at together and integrating and, and oh, everybody's yeah. equal. Yeah, would seem yeah kind of you know not a nice lesson. A nice lesson, and now you say now that they're all separated and and in special classes. Yeah, in some way you think it's almost a step backwards. Instead yes. Of, instead of, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Okay, so. that makes sense now. I I just thought you were being a horrible human. No, mm. no, no. He was You're actually. Fine. No, give me time though. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Give us all time. We can be horrible humans. Everybody has a horrible side to them. You know that. What? Everybody has a dark side. What? Everybody has a dark side. Dark so, side. So. Oh. Hi. 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 Are we going to start? We are starting. Oh, we did start? Are we starting? Do you Somewhere want to before the donut discussion happened. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere before the donut. Uh, but yeah. you're, you're welcome to Oh, my to God. Start did the Q-tip want. discussion get in there? I think so. I think so. Oh, I think great. So. <laughs> Let's just start off your podcast by saying that I'm an idiot who doesn't know how to use a Q-tip properly. <laughs> We're all idiots. Despite, despite yeah. the yeah. warning on the box. Getting jackets yeah. next Here's week. Here's my question. <laughs> Here's my question. Is it Q-tip brand or it is, is it an off-brand? No, 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 no. Cotton Do you stores. use Q-tip I'm, brand? I'm brand loyal. Okay, because I, when I did I, work when with it, a friend, I, had a Q-tip break in his ear because it was off-brand. Yeah, no, no, no. I am... Uh, very those. particular about my cotton swabs. <laughs> <laughs> and your donut selection. And, and my donut Swab selection. Enthusiast. And when you know, and then if you stop and think about that for a moment, mm-hmm. the things that are take that such priority that take such priority in my life, maybe maybe there's a, an answer as to why I don't get more done <laughs> in life. <laughs> Because I labor over which donut. See, now I want the second donut. <laughs> Damn it. Just do it. Okay. Importance is so, <laughs> so first of all, let, yes. let me say, uh, well, not first of all, because third third of all, because we've talked about donuts and Q-tips at this point, that uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm honored and flattered thank you. to be returning mm-hmm. to your podcast. Who are you? On your 50th episode. It is our 50th. Your 50th episode. We're getting old. Yes, uh, to celebrate it, and you have asked me, mm-hmm. Dino Tripodis. Thank you. To uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Th- thank you. Smattering, smattering. There's, there's a peanut gallery. Polite golf applause. You've asked me to uh, interview you. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. On this mm-hmm. 50th episode, mm-hmm. who was your first guest? You. Well, let's be honest. Ben and I did one before. I don't count. Do you, you know what? You I'm, matter. I'm the. Guy, I know I matter. But I'm also the guy that just sits here and breaks the flow of conversation. That's kind of my job. That's true. So I, I was your first. You guy. were my first, your first official, official guest podcast. Yeah, guest. I didn't care for him. That guest. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Why is that? Yeah, wait, you're saying you didn't care for yourself? <laughs> I guess so. Why? I don't know. Can't trust that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy then? <laughs> this one is. This one's coming into it as in a, in a different way. I was your guest. Right. Yeah. And now I'm your guest. And now you're my guest on your podcast. Yeah. yeah. That was a good podcast. It was your first one. You were nervous. I was very nervous. You were nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm when I'm looking at my notes, though, I you know if we're gonna actually turn it the other way around, um, you started podcasting mm-hmm. as a child back in the day 
It was a it was a show called Speaking Correctly, and you were adorable. <laughs> you were a child podcast star, and people loved it because you were cute. But as you got older, oh, the novelty so. wore off, mm-hmm. and the show was not nearly as successful. So my first question uh-huh. to you is, yeah. how did you deal with that mm-hmm. fame of being a podcast child star and then stepping out of the limelight until, you know, recently now as an adult picking it back up. Right, right. What did you learn? Um, The first time I was on Star Search for Mm -hmm. the Podcasting Child Award, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of hype for that. Right, But I only got three and a half stars. Mm -hmm. The podcaster from Texas who wore the cowboy hat. Right. Yeah, she got it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that really threw me for a loop. Um, Mm -hmm. There were several years of... Because it's it's tough, isn't it? It is tough. Isn't there, it tough to achieve fame and notoriety yeah, yeah. at a young age and then have it disappear? Right. There was some <laughs> clubbing and heavy drug use from about age nine to eleven. Were you out with Drew Barrymore? No, no. she's older than I. She is older than a you? little bit. Is yeah, she. She is. Still is can't she be she cowboy is. Hats <laughs> no, I have a fear of cowboy hats. Do you? And spurs. Spurs, I get. Not because the, of the podcast. The, the spurs I get. They, spurs they, I understand, depending on when you're wearing them and why you're wearing them. And well, you know, where are they go? They, they, you, where they are they going to go? Dangerous, but, Where's uh, it going to end up? But a fear of a cowboy hat. Nah, come on now. Giddy up. Listen, I mean, that's partially why we moved to Ohio. My parents just knew that. Less less, less spurs, less cowboy hats? A lot hats. less spurs. When you say you moved from to Ohio, were you, mm-hmm. were you living someplace where cowboy hats and spurs were... A constant fear and, and threat to no, you? No, it just happened from the Star Search episode. From the Star Search episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Ed see. McMahon was just really not good at... Why was he wearing spurs that episode? Uh, No, not Ed McMahon. The oh, child that won. The child that won. Oh, no, but that was wearing, I thought it was, was wearing, wearing spurs. I think it was the noise. Wow. And that's, to be honest, I think that's why they won, because there was a little bit more background noise in the yeah. child podcast. Obviously, yeah. they, were, they were spurs that jingle, jingle, jingled. This is going great. <laughs> this was a good idea. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, and just for a moment. Because <laughs> you know it never lasts. <laughs> it won't last very long at all. Yeah. Um, the, the name of your podcast yeah. is Speak Easily. Mm-hmm. And since that first episode, yeah. that first time with me, which I thought we, we spoke it was great. relatively easily. Yes. But have you found now, uh, on this, the 50th episode, mm-hmm. does it come easier? Is it easier now? Much. And what, what, and what do you attribute that to? I think, honestly, um, we started out with a lot of people that I knew. Mm-hmm. So it was more, there were a lot of conversations at the start of having a conversation with a friend. You know, like Ralph, who's sitting here in the peanut gallery, just so we can call him out. But uh, hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> but having people that I already had a rapport with made it a little bit easier because we already had things to talk about. And there was something personal to go from. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, it was probably 10 episodes in when we started getting people that I didn't know. And um, was that intimidating or after nine episodes of... Of talking with friends and family, yeah. for lack of a better description, right. you felt like you were, I can do this, mm-hmm. and now I can I can raise the bar and talk to somebody that I don't know. Yes. Right. Yeah, and it was, it, as long as I knew kind of what they did or what was what was kind of the, the draw, I guess, then we just kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we've had several now that literally them coming in for the podcast is the first time we've met, which is really cool. It is kind of cool. Yeah. Do you do a lot of research? No. No. <laughs> Sorry, guests. No. I really don't. No, no, that's fine. I. And I mean, some of the guests we've had have been like, hey, you should interview this person. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. It kind of feeds off of each other. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Ralph. Ralph was mm-hmm. just as, as the podcast yep. we have. I should myself indulge and plug our, mm-hmm. our podcast, Whiskey Business, which you have been on. I have. And Ralph has been on now mm-hmm. twice. He was mm-hmm. on first as actor, Ralph yes. Scott. And this last time he was on as, uh, well, the name of that episode is Ralph Scott, He Sees Dead People. And we talked about mm-hmm. that. Yes. And yeah. you, I mean, talking about, you know, being a little timid yeah. and leery, yeah. you didn't want to do it. No, I was completely frightened and shaking. Yeah. Did but not want to do it. Talking but about something so personal that. Personal that I you. never shared, but right. then three minutes in, I stare into my Dina's own, eyes, uh, and it was just nice. like talking. Brown, brown then it was just like talking to your friend and uh, telling him the stories that happened to you. And then it was done. But it went an hour and a half? Mm, about an hour and 20, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it seemed like it was like that. It went it went quickly. Yeah, and we could have kept could've on talking. Yeah. yeah. But um, I've been told by my producer... I don't know if you heard from your producer. He talks so much. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've been told anymore. by my producer to try to keep them at an hour if possible. Yeah. And if they go past like an hour and 20, then, oh, now we're looking at a two parter. You know, I'm like, oh. and they, you shot that down pretty quick, times. though. You're <laughs> like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> you know, they were, trying yeah. to, they were trying to stretch the Halloween joy. Yeah, no. But, um, but, and I, and I, and I say that you know, about my, Producers Greg Hansberry yes. does the audio producing. John Whitney produces the the YouTube part of it, mm-hmm. and I'd be obviously lost without yes. them. How important has Ben there been would, to your podcast? Ben is well, and I called him out on his birthday yesterday. Like this would not be here without Ben, right? Because Ben, I say you. I'm, <laughs> no, it's true. Gaze, it's true. Ben. I mean. But it wouldn't, no, because you were the one that mentioned this way back when. It was mm-hmm. like you should do this, and yeah. it was never, it was never something that I thought. <laughs> would have any merit to it. Well, but I mean, for example, like when you have guests on that you don't know, like what amazes mm-hmm. me is because I don't have the ability to just like literally strike up an hour long conversation with somebody I don't know. Yeah. You know, and it's that is an ability that, that I think Ouch. Is, is impressive. <laughs> she she can talk. She can strike up a conversation for an hour, but she obviously can't take a cup of coffee and, and, and bring it to her mouth successfully on a regular it's, basis. Okay, let me try this again. Nailed it. Got it. Got but no, but, the, but in yeah. order, I think part of the success of, of, of a podcast or any type of creative right. endeavor that involves a producer is, is a good relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to have trust. Yeah. You have to, you know, uh, on some level be, be friends mm-hmm. and understand one another. Do you guys hang out oh, aside from the podcast? I'm here at yeah. least, at yeah. least once every yeah. single week. Yeah. Um, yeah. We see each other periodically on weekends. I mean, like short yeah. of like hanging out socially. Right. Mostly but, because of, Children family and, and family, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and but no, but they, yeah. they, I consider Greg and and John to be kind of family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we we've started to vacation together. Uh, oh yeah, we uh, new once beaches. A, well, no, once a year, <laughs> once a year, we just uh, you know pack it up and and uh, spend ten days in the Poconos. Do you really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds I've lovely. known you for a year. I've not heard a thing about the Poconos. Do you know I love those two dearly, but no, I'm not spending ten days in. The- <laughs> do you know what they're going to do now? Is they're the going to be getting on you about the Poconos? Yeah, 
Hansberry, Whitney, yeah. your vacation's coming. I've never <laughs> been to the Poconos. Where was, is that? I, uh, Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania, or I thought New York. New York? Wow, we're good yeah. at geography. Uh, uh, yes. Dandy. Yeah. Those are... Picks. Stop, Ralph. Why are you texting us during the podcast? We're right here. <laughs> Taking pictures of the podcast. Taking pictures of the podcast. So, yeah. Thank you. But no, ah, to, you got it. Ding. To your original question. Yes. That this, is, this is not, this isn't my show. Like, this is our show. It truly is. It's just, I'm just talking. But he's doing everything else. Right. Everything else. I uh, know. I couldn't, yeah. Say, I, mean, I feel the same way about uh, whiskey business, you know. Yeah. They... Put it all together and make it sound good and, mm-hmm. and look social good. Social media and getting the word out. Right. Yeah. Right. How are you with social media? See, that's uh, you know, it's it's interesting that we are in this format, mm-hmm. this podcast world, you know, and digital media being this 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 cresting wave of popularity. Yeah. And social media is a, is a huge part of it, and I suck at I it. I know you do. I suck at I it. I know. I don't, I've seen it. You know, I don't care for it. I know you don't. I mean, and, and I'm trying to get better because, I, you know, we're, we're trying to push our product, which is we want to get it out there to more people. But I'm, I'm just not good at it. So. You are, though. You are good at certain aspects of it. Oh, where am I? You are. What aspect? You have which, improved successfully from what I've seen mm, in the year that I've known you, yeah. where it was like I post nothing. Uh, nothing. I hate socializing on media. I do. To now where you're taking videos of things that you know are going to be poignant toward. Yeah. Yeah. What you're doing right. and what you're discussing. I'm trying to look at it more now as a business. Yes. Uh, on some level, instead of just a you know indulgent social endeavor. And I do both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and 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 your posts are great, but you but you have you were in that world. You were doing that before the podcast. I was, but that, I mean, part of that too was I I had my own business for four years. Right. So I did have to post a lot of things to remain. And really, if you do notice, like, the more you post, the more you remain relevant. The so, less you post, you get away from it. So let me ask you, speaking yeah. of business, because yeah. you had your own business, mm-hmm. you're in the, uh, in, the, in the wine world, mm-hmm. right? And also, I'm and back. Al- but, uh-huh. You're yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And also an actress mm-hmm. or an actor. I never know which one is, is, is correct to say these days. Just don't call me a flop. <laughs> you're an actor. Yeah. All right. So uh, two careers. And do you consider this now to be a career as well? I think so. I think that something you know, you're adding to the creative uh, repertoire, as it were. When people say, you know, what is it you do? Mm-hmm. This has kind of come to the list well, now it's, too. It's the little gig economy, to yeah. be honest. I mean, it's like when you start doing this, you realize it's not just oh, let me just put up a couple microphones and bullshit with some friends. No. I mean, it's it's like, a commitment. It is. It's a commitment. Because We're in a committed relationship with our podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, but I mean, you need to be. Otherwise, yeah, that is evident on the other end. Right. And it doesn't come through as like, oh, you actually care about this. This is something that, you know. Yeah. So as you continue to do the podcast mm-hmm. and add that to the to the world that you're, you're living in now, yeah. in addition to uh, being a mom with, with two kids, mm-hmm. And, you know, the acting and now you're back into the, the wine world as well. And then the podcast. And you, teaching. And, and teaching. teaching. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Ralphie. Yeah, and teaching. That's where the actual money comes from. Yeah, really. <laughs> but do you feel, do you, do you ever feel afraid and 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 too, too split? And do you find yourself every once in a while sitting back and saying, if I had to choose one of these, which would I choose? 
And I'm, I'm I'm not saying I can't get rid of the kids. Can't get rid of the kids. <laughs> kids, some kids, kids really good laws about kids that. Are the table. So because maybe yeah. this will help you because for the after, for the first six months after I, I left the radio station, yeah. people kept telling me, "So what are you going to do next? Yeah. What are you going to do next? Right. What are you doing? What, what's going on?" And mm-hmm. and I didn't have a good answer. Then and I realized. I'm doing. It was you staring me right in the it. face. I'm, yeah. This is what I'm doing. Right. So this is what I've committed to. Yeah. To try to elevate and 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 make bigger and mm-hmm. and better. So the, the answer is easy for me right now, but I don't know if it'd be so easy for you. Um, I don't know. I think. I mean, the teaching is is my job. That's my job. I love it. Yeah. That's my job. Love what you do. Do what you love. Right. right. Acting comes and goes when mm-hmm. it's an opportunity. So that's not to me. That's not a choice it's like if there's an opportunity i'm going to take it um the wine business is successful because it's on my terms right um and that was why i recommitted to that saying this is solely going to be when i can do it when i want so that's interesting so now are you at a point in your life where you only accept things as long as they're on your terms and when you're faced There's with a lot of things I'm going through that are not on my okay. terms. So. <laughs> Talk about that. Talk about that. I don't know that I want to. So, all, right. all right. Maybe not specifically, no, not specifically. but the, um, the, the emotional factor that goes in to having yeah. to do things that are not on your terms. And yet you have to mix them into your, your, your world. Yeah. Um, I've never worked for money. I don't Why? ever make much because I would much rather be doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And making a little bit as opposed to making a lot and hating what I do. And that's, I don't know. That's always been a thing of mine. And luckily I've been in places where I can do that. If you started to make a lot of money doing what you love, would that ruin it? I don't know what a lot of money is. I've never <laughs> I don't know. What is a lot of money to you? <laughs> I, I, honestly, a salary. Like I've, I've not been on a salary since, gosh, I think it's been 14 years, 13 years. And that was... A very small salary. I was pretty excited by that. Right. But no, it's just, I've worked hourly. I've worked side jobs. I like to be busy. I like to have my hands in different things that are creative. And yeah. Yeah, Money is an interesting thing. Talking with some friends uh, about the the leaner years when when Mm. we were younger. Mm -hmm. And there was something romantically appealing about the struggle, you know, and when I started doing yeah. stand-up comedy, I was making, I left a job mm-hmm. that had, you know, yeah. paid me decently to work for 350 sometimes $400 a week. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of money. Not a lot of money. That's the, and that, out of that 400 I had to, you know, pay my rent and mm-hmm. I had child support because I was divorced and mm-hmm. so forth and so on. And yet there was, there was something about it. Yeah. And when I started to make money, at the radio station and go up into a, you know, uh, wasn't as it, yeah, not, not, not that it wasn't as appealing. It just, uh, easier made it less fun. Does that make that any sense? That absolutely makes sense. Yeah. And I wouldn't really know because I've never been mm-hmm. in that spot before, but I've never really wanted to live. Living comfortably isn't something that like, yeah, you know, we need to be the, on a vacation every year. We need to blah, 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 pay this. Like, I, don't, I hate money. To be honest, I like having it. I don't have much of it. I'd like more. <laughs> Please send money. You're yes. right. You're, feel free to donate. Um, feel free to buy the podcast. Mm-hmm. There we go. We can yeah. make some money off this. Yeah, but there you go. No, it's, 
all of my life, I, I don't think I had, I don't know the value of money. I really don't. It's like I would get money mm-hmm. and either save it or spend it. Right. And even up through college, I only had a savings account. I paid for everything in cash. If the money wasn't there, how do I get money? Do I take up a, a quick job? Do I take a babysitting gig? Do I work a couple extra hours? So it's literally been like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the coffee's sticking in my in my throat. But how? <laughs> how? So thick coffee. Coffee. It's sticking in your throat. It's actually sliding down your throat and actually just kind of stopping and forming into something. It's like a like some sort of caffeine hairball. <laughs> Sorry. I feel so appealing right now. Um, <laughs> no, but it's it's never been... So even now, I mean, on top of everything else, I teach private lessons. Mm-hmm. And if somebody offers a gig on the side, it's like, yeah, if I've got time to do it, I absolutely will. Mm-hmm. So it's not about having things. It's just about, oh, cool, this makes money. And I think that's what's appealing as an artist. From going for so long of doing your craft for free or for cheap to suddenly be making money for everything you're doing is actually really... That's pretty cool. Because yeah. there was there was enough time where it was like, sure, I'll I'll do that for for free, mm-hmm. just because I love it. I can't and I can't do that with a family. And they say there's a, there, um, and I'm paraphrasing the quote, but they they say that the writing or or acting or mm-hmm. performing is like prostitution. Mm-hmm. You know, first uh, you you do it for free. Yeah. And then you do it for a few friends, yeah. and then eventually you do it for the money. <laughs> I need to get a feather boa. Yeah, I was just I don't, really, I don't know a whole lot about prostitution. <laughs> but you get the connection, what I'm trying to say. Yes, I do. Because mm-hmm. yeah. now I have to look at whiskey business, as, as mm-hmm. I'm sure you do with Speak Easily. Uh, you know, we're looking to monetize it. Right. We're looking at it from a, from a business point, because, mm-hmm. okay, if we're going to do this, it's going to have to try to start bringing in some income mm-hmm. because now I've gone from making a good salary to mm-hmm. nothing, you know, <laughs> literally so nothing, that's nothing. That's why you bring prostitution. Yeah. I would not, I'd be, I would not be a good uh, why? Pro, no, prostitute. Why? No, no. Why not? I'm too emotional. <laughs> don't, don't you think there's, there's like there's got to be emotional prostitutes? <laughs> don't you think emotional prostitutes? That's actually a good thing. Be. You know what? I, you're probably right. It's got to be a fetish somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm going the to, emotional prostitute. I'm going to start putting that on my resume. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Scott, emotional prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> Take me down, but I might cry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Sorry, derailed. (laughs) No, not derailed at all. No. 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 We can, you know me, I'll go down any route. Oh, I know you will. I've seen it happen. Because he's a prostitute. (laughs) But emotional. (laughs) Has doing the podcast made you more confident? Yes. Yeah. I can answer that. Ben will answer yeah. that for you. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I mean, like, and you're a confident person to begin with when it comes to, like, especially talking to people. But, like, yes, there's there's a market improvement. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I listen to the podcast. I haven't heard all of them, but mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of them. Right. And I've seen the, the, the level of confidence very quietly <laughs> increase. I hear it in your voice. I hear it mm-hmm. in your, in your demeanor. 
you know, sometimes when you just listen, you have mm-hmm. to really listen and you can hear it as opposed to watching it. But, you know, when I hear it in your voice, I, I would definitely say that you definitely, your, your confidence has gone up. You're so much, not that you weren't comfortable in the beginning, but now, you know, after 49 and now 50 of them, you get, you get into a groove. But what I want to know is what, at at, at this point in your life, be it the podcast or anything, um, what, what scares you and intimidates you at this point in your life? House centipedes. (laughs) <laughs> the little crawly things that have like a thousand feet. Those scare you. They do scare me. But they don't intimidate you. Well, depending on where they are. If they're so in you're the shower, def- see, I, am, see, I know, I'm throwing Now it you're deflecting. Um, <laughs> where they armed. Um. I don't know. There's, I mean, there's, I don't think about the podcast. There's stuff that scares me. I think the one thing that I always want it to be is something that's, something that's open. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've recently, we've had on several guests that it's, it's a lot more of an emotional mm-hmm. topic. Um, I never want to offend and I never want to close it off to anything that I believe personally. I want it to be open. The but podcast. I, the podcast. But yeah. I'm talking about you as an individual. When you get up every morning and, and you and you go through your life now with all the varied things that you do, mm-hmm. the teaching, the raising the kids, the, the podcast, the, the wine business and so yeah. forth. But on a daily basis, you know, as you get older and go through life, what is still s- scary to you or intimidating in that sense? Uh, let me see if this, mm-hmm. if this helps you out. You know, uh, as I get older, yeah. uh, what scares and intimidates me is... Uh, the life clock, the ticking mm. of it, that yeah. I'll run out of time to do things that I still want to do yeah. and, and not finish. And then I get mad because why didn't I work harder at yeah. this when I was in my 30s or focus on that when I was in my 40s? Mm-hmm. And, and and now I sometimes catch myself being in a, in a game of catch up in order to, to fill right. out those final yeah. chapters of whatever this book of life might be. So that scares and intimidates me mm-hmm. uh, in a positive way sometimes, yeah. but also in a negative way too. Right. So I th- think that helps you with yeah, your answer. It does. Um, just the fear of becoming irrelevant, ah. useless, um, not staying on top. I mean, I guess I always feel like if I'm going to be teaching kids theater, I need to be involved for myself. You know, and there's been long spans of time where I'm not. And so th- I think that. Probably this podcast kind of came at one of those one of those downtimes of like I'm I'm not doing a lot, I'm not on stage, I'm not performing as much. So it was kind of like so you didn't feel relevant. No, at that point until the podcast kind of was a little shot in the arm. I think so. A tonic, if you will. A tonic. A tonic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Just a different venue, and quite frankly, I mean, to go back to what you said earlier, if there's been anything that's been positive about the the podcast is that it's something that we teach in theater is active listening. Being able to shut up for a while and really take in and wait and listen and, oh, they said this, they're still talking, but I want to put a finger on that and then come back to that. So it requires me to completely shut off, which is not something I do well. But it's to hone in solely on what this person's saying, and, and I think that's one of the things that I've I've noticed that that makes you and others that I've heard uh, a good interviewer. You mm-hmm. actually do listen. Um, I remember. What'd you say? 
you do listen. <laughs> you do listen. I would remember going on radio shows. <laughs> radio shows as a comic and being interviewed by radio people, yeah. and they weren't listening to my answers. They were right. just waiting for me to finish so they could get to the next question. Right. Yeah. Rather than actually engage and listen and, and draw something from your answer that maybe goes down this path or that path. Mm-hmm. So you, you do that very well. But that's something that, that Ben and I kind of discussed at the beginning was that we wanted this to be a conversational format as opposed to an interview. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't plan a lot. But of they them. are interviews. They are. Technically, they are. Technically, interviews. they still are. But if you but how you how you shape that interview and how you yeah. develop that interview and make it something less than the cold term of an interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's entirely rests on on you and, yeah. and, and Ben. Mm-hmm. So well done. Congratulations. Moron her. I'm, I'm not. You call me a moron? <laughs> moron. <laughs> that was my out there. I don't know. That was nice. Wasn't, Thanks. wasn't well planned. It's all right. So, in this crazy world that you now have established for yourself on a regular basis, mm-hmm. on a daily basis, mm-hmm. on a s- seven days out of the week, what's, what's your go to for comfort? gone now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on the keto plan, uh, yeah. so... Um, <laughs> I, I know you're on the keto plan. my go-to plan. for comfort. Honestly, music. Music. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite kind of music? I don't have one. Okay. Um, the playlist literally grows, um, and those <laughs> those who know me well know that I, I literally live through song lyrics. That there is, if there's an emotion, there's a song that I find that goes with it, and sometimes to the point of, like, I'm feeling this thing, I'll literally type in that feeling like is there a song that goes with that <laughs> to find the perfect lyrics for a song is like so yes. when someone asks that question you know you have to go that 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 one cliche written question where you you are on a, a desert island oh, and you can only take a, a, a certain book and a certain movie and, mm-hmm. a, and a certain kind of music you wouldn't be able to, to take a certain kind of music Mm-mm. no could you take a book <sighs> i don't know since i already Went down that cliche path. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, to be honest, I should be, I should give the the proper answer and say the Bible because that would be the smartest. But that's not the proper it's, answer. If it's, if it's no. not true, if it's not true, that's not the proper answer. Yeah, I don't if read enough the, of it. If you think it's a, the correct answer, it's the correct answer. It's the correct it's answer. Not but the it's, right, not, it's, it's not, not the correct answer if it's not if no. it's not true. I do you have a favorite book? I have several. Okay. That I read over and over. All right. Again. Since you can't take the music, we're gonna mm-hmm. leave the music out. You're gonna. You're gonna say, you know what? I'd like to change this. I'm not gonna take any music, so I get more. I get more books. Oof. So now you get to take. Ooh. You get to take three books. I don't want that. I want music. But you don't get to take the music because you can't Why choose. Are you, you're fucking with my dessert. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> I am. I'm messing with the with the, the with the deserted island. I don't like this island. <laughs> I'm gonna, in my I'm mind right now. Oh, oh, I see you. I see you signed up for the uh, desert island, and let's discuss. Uh, let's discuss the the things you're allowed to take a uh, a favorite piece okay. of music or type of music. Okay, that's pretty wide. I know. I mean, you could say, you know, I want it to be easy listening, and that no, could cover so I many don't. pieces. <laughs> there truly is not even a genre that I would be. The correct answer is uh, the final countdown by Europe. God, that no. would that would that if I had to hear that on a desert island over and over. You again, yourself would drown. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think I would. <laughs> I would make something out of bamboo and stab myself in the heart. You yeah. know what? Honestly, 
If there was only one album, I might. Oh. I might. Uh, <laughs> see? You start to think about it a little bit. Abbey Road. Abbey or Road. That's a great choice. It's a great yeah. choice. It's a wonderful choice. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many great songs on that album that yeah. encompass so many different things. And that fits you, too. It does. It's, yeah. 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 See? Maybe. Sometimes you just got to think about it a little bit. Yeah. And maybe the Bible would be a good book for you. Probably should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are you religious? Mm-hmm. Are you? Mm-hmm. Do you have a good relationship with 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 God? Working on it. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not joking at this no, point. I'm, no, I'm. Serious. I think about that more as I get older. Yeah, I know. It 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 goes up and down, you know. Because I was at a funeral um, this week, and and uh, I was in the church, and uh, I'm not Catholic, but I was at a Catholic church, and you know, and I, and at one point I felt like I had a little. Moment. A little bit of moment, like I should. Yeah. I, I find a lot of. I was quietly comfortable. There was some sort of solace in in, in being in there, and I'm, and I'm wondering if that's, you know, something a message being, yeah, kind of sent to me, like maybe you should get a little closer, and uh, maybe you should get a little more involved and mm-hmm. and learn that. I think that that's for me. Good spirituality is being involved in community. Mm-hmm. So we're working to get back into that. Yeah. Um, and then I heard a voice. No, that's Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. No. I'd be cool with that if you were the. I, I think your voice would be great as the as uh, the voice of of God. Of God. Yeah. yeah. I still yeah. want Morgan Freeman. I'm sorry. I would find, I would yeah. Find that comfortable. <laughs> but I heard a voice, and the voice said, "Jesus doesn't love you." What? But he really, really likes you a lot. <laughs> a lot. He really likes you a lot. That's, no, I think it's the opposite. <laughs> Jesus loves you. He wants to go out, <laughs> but he wants and, you to ask him. Yeah. You have to ask him. And I not... said to the voice, are you saying, I, I, are you saying that I, I shouldn't? Ask Jesus to come into my life. And the voice said, you know, maybe lunch. Maybe just go to lunch. Go to lunch with Jesus. Lunch, not supper. That didn't work out so well. We're going to work our way towards breakfast. You feel like there's going to be a lightning bolt any moment. No, because you know why? You know why that'll never... People always say that. Oh, man, I'm going to step out of the way the way you're talking about God and Jesus. No, because God gave us our sense of humor. That's right. Absolutely. No, I firmly agree with that. God gave us our sense of humor. I think God has a sense of humor. Oh, definitely. Hell yes. Have you ever seen a platypus? He's got a great (laughs) sense of humor. Yeah. No, and I I mean, I think that that's, for me, why why there are so many great people in my life that I don't know how they would be there without humor. Yeah. That is a gift. Mm Mm-hmm. It is an absolute. I, I look at my son, who is hysterical at age eight, who's telling jokes like, Long, extended jokes. I think I was telling you this yesterday. Yeah. Like, where is he getting this? And he remembers every piece of it to get to the punchline. And it's never it's never that he's pushing for an audience. It's just like, hey, mom. And it's a conversational thing. But then you realize he's telling. What was the one he said? What begins with the letter P mm-hmm. and ends with the letter E and has a bajillion letters in the middle? I don't know what. Post office. That's clever and And informative. And even even when he's waiting, like when he tells the joke, post office. Post office. And and he gives you that knowing. Go ahead. Yeah, think on it. (laughs) 
Yeah. I know it's a good joke. I know mm-hmm. it's a good joke. Yeah. He it's does. Well crafted. I'll, like, I'll give you a chance to catch up. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he does. We'll wait for him to build, too. All right, two nuns are fucking an alligator on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming. That's coming. Oh, my gosh. So do you ever do you ever um I'm throw things I out. do shut <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we so Abby wrote mm-hmm. for the for the you now that you think about it. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Um see I always I, I don't I don't I wouldn't be able to pick the music either. Though I would say yeah. if I if it was forced upon me, I would probably go with uh the entire, you know disc collection of Sinatra because that would cover yeah. all the, a lot of bases mm-hmm. for me. Book-wise, not the Bible for me, no. Mm-mm. But book-wise, I, I would probably take uh, Of Mice and Men would be one of them. Mm, it's a good book. Yeah. I think it's one of the most seamless, not a word wasted novels mm-hmm. ever written, in my opinion. And it's still... Yeah. I, I, I know how it ends. I, mm-hmm. I, I know where it's yeah. going and it's still when I but get you to want that, to read it again when I get to those certain moments um you know with Steinbeck how he how he just you know, I, I, I still well up mm. I still well up and, and and get like god damn it it's it still gets to me and I think that's you know that's what a book should do on some level I do like the shining but it doesn't give me those same emotions <laughs> <laughs> really well up no I love Stephen King I do too um, uh Salem's lot was the one that that, that was yours. Yeah, that made me uh, creep me out. Okay, yeah. I The Shining has always been my favorite. The way that that book is written is really well done. It's so different from from anything else. But I uh-huh. think it's the mountains too. I mean, right. if you're going to include mountains, I need that in my book. Yeah. But another one, honestly, I've fallen in love with over the last decade has been Steve Martin's Shop Girl. It's a novella. It's super short, mm-hmm. but it's one of those where. I find myself almost dog-earing every other page with it's like, oh, I love that quote. Oh, I love that quote. I love the way that he wrote that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's bizarre, but it's also very relevant. And the way that I, I think I've been reading John Cleese's autobiography um, and to hear the voice. Like I can right. hear Steve Martin You can hear him narrating. speaking, narrating it. And, Same and with John Cleese's. That's where we... That's where uh, we that's unofficially, where we un- unofficially met. met. You were there, but I didn't know you till I didn't meet you till I don't know how long after. When what uh, the? I met you through six, Ralph and John Osbeck. Yeah, off. yeah. yeah. Does that much yeah. time pass between so. between the the Cleese mm-hmm. and the? So that was like November. Uh, no. Yeah, because September. I had left the station. Uh-huh. Uh And I, I was I had left the station in June, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I had done that like in September or October the the previous year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you and I met in August, mm-hmm. of, right after you left the right. station. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you brought that up, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but people know you. I mean, your See, name's I, not really like a John Smith sort of thing. I, I, uh, no, I don't think they do. I mean, I, or if they do, I don't, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't pay much attention to it. I'm right. always, I don't mean just to, to, I'm not trying to be, Humble or, you know, know, I, yeah, 24 years in radio, big deal. But when, so when people do recognize the name or something, Mm -hmm. I'm flattered, but I, I don't, I never think they should know who I am. You know, no, never, never, never. You say you're not humble, but I think it's because you are humble. You are, you do your craft because you love your craft, not for the fame. Right. 
And I think right. that that's... But at the same time, there's a small part of me that would, you know, that would like to eventually... It, 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 if I could actually have a best-selling novel yeah. or have a, a podcast that has a million subscribers and, and some sort of fame from that, if that's the uh, end result of it, mm-hmm. I, I certainly wouldn't turn it down you right. know, because do you... it would give me the means to continue to, to do other things, you know, other creative things. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't shy wouldn't away. Shy, from, no. I wouldn't shy away from fame. How much fame for? I know this is supposed to be you interviewing. No, me. no, no. This how is, much this is good. fame <laughs> for you is too much? How much fame? Like is how much, too much would be too much for you? Because you you say you're you're fine. I mean, people know who you are, but you're not seeking that out. You are humble. I'm going to call you humble because you are. I know okay. you well enough to say that. But if you did have a bestseller, if you did have an award winning podcast that was making millions of dollars and trillions of Listeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we make films. If we made a, right. a yeah. film that became a, right. a huge hit, or like how much is too much? Where you couldn't walk down the street without people. I would hate that. But to me, the to, I would hate that. I would, yeah. I would, I would hate to have my daily life altered. Altered to what I find comfortable. I would hate not to be able to sit out on my front porch and have a cocktail. For fear that the paparazzi were hiding yeah. in my bushes, you know, waiting to take a picture, you know. Paparazzi in the bush. The paparazzi, you know, I would, I would, I would hate that. My, to me, to me, that's why, that's why, you know, when when I say, you know, clocks ticking, yeah, and, and what, what am I going to do? To me, I think the greatest, uh, easiest amount of fame would be that of the writer. I mean, yeah, you have to mm. go to book signings and so forth and but so on. But your face necessarily is Yeah, you know what? You don't have to... Being able to walk away from it. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, yeah. you, can, you can... Having it, but being able to turn it off. That's probably to. the one job, if you have if you yeah. have fame and success, that yeah. you can actually get away with being a, a, a recluse. Yeah. 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 You, could, you, could, you, could, yeah. you could stay in your house, and, and they might wait for your next great piece of work, but yeah, you know? Yeah. Salinger. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Everybody was waiting patiently, right. and now a lot of that. Lot, now is a lot that of it's impossible these days with social media, though. Like I because mean, social media now is, 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 like is a huge King tool. Is exceedingly active on Twitter. He has to be. He has mm-hmm. to be. And, and there's a lot of other authors that are kind of the same way. And like, I mean, can you even have that level of? I mean, like, is that level of privacy even exist? Privacy. If you want to be in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's a philosophical. I but I don't. I don't necessarily know that that it has to be coming from the person. Right. You know, because I think that there's enough people that, especially the super famous, if you will, yeah. they're not necessarily posting anything. You know, if you're following right. an Instagram account of someone who is famous or in, in yeah. film, chances are it's somebody else posting stuff for well, them. I think a lot of times it is, especially like Twitter. I mean, yeah. the President of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet Lord. Let's not go there. That's him. I know that's him. And there's times I read yeah. some of those mm-hmm. and I go, God, I, I really hope, I, I wish it was somebody else. Yeah, but it ain't. And, and, and if it was the, somebody else, it'd be inspired and brilliant, but uh-huh. like, it's no. madness. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would be, yeah. That's a, I think that'd be that the would be a, that'd be the kind of. Do you, is it weird for you? Here we go again. Sorry. No, 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 no. I totally. I, I trust me. I came into this knowing that yes, I was I going know. to lead most of it and interview you. But this is this is this is this, this is, is what the we process. Do, but this is what you and I do anyway. This so. is what this is how it works. Yeah. Two interviewers together. Right. Uh, <laughs> go. Now I forgot what to say. Um, 
Yeah, I have no idea what I was going to say. I'm Go sorry. on. That's okay. I didn't mean to derail you. You've said derail a lot. I feel I know. like there's a lot of train wrecks going yeah. on. <laughs> so, do you ever watch uh, true crime stories and say to yourself, yeah, that could happen to me? No. No? No. No. Uh, when I was a kid, I was scared by Unsolved Mysteries, but that's because mm-hmm. I was stupid and watched it by myself when nobody was home. So that's my own fault. No, I really don't. I I don't know. I feel, most of the time, I feel pretty protected. Mm-hmm. Like, if something... Do you ever watch true crime stories and go, oh, like, yeah, that could be the killer. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how you do that. Yeah, because I have... Cool. No, 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 no. I'm fascinated by true crime, but I'm not... I don't know. Maybe just I've lived such this lovely, glorious, sheltered life that it's never been. No, I don't have any psychotic nature that I'm aware of. You know, what's funny is that I I just threw that question out almost as a joke, but you just answered it so sincerely. And and, and, and honestly, you didn't miss a beat. Like, okay, like I knew this was going to be the next question in this interview. He's going to ask me about true crime and I already have a, a, a prepared answer. That's scary. <laughs> you know my, you know I have a penchant for true crime. I find it fascinating. You have a what? I have a penchant. For a penchant. A penchant. Oh, oh. oh. Like, have I been saying it wrong all these I years? Have. We must. I always said penchant. That's what I always said. A penchant. Penchant. It sounds better, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds fancy. Right. It, uh, it sounds like it. Let it me sound, have a it, word or two that I can sound fancy and not sound like an idiot. It right? sounds penchant. like it doesn't mean what it means. Penchant. Yeah, when you say penchant. Maybe I'm wrong. Sounds I don't like know. A lion or something. Yes. A lion? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to sign a penchant? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dog is that? It's a penchant. It's a penchant. It's a penchant. Frise. Yeah. Or a certain kind of fur. It is a penchant. But it's not, uh, it doesn't sound like penchant. Because to me, that sounds like pension. Yeah. So I don't say it. So, like that. what other words do you say uh, fancy? <laughs> um, one of my favorite words, I don't know why, ambiance. Ambiance? Ambiance. I know that's how you say it properly, but there's something. Certain ambiance. I think I say ambiance as well. Ambiance, yeah. yeah. Ambiance or yeah. ambiance? I don't say ambiance. No. <laughs> that's a sleep medication. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Saying like ambience makes me angry for some reason. Ambience. Ambience. Yeah, stop that. No, I love the awe sound in things where it can be pulled out. Ah, Mm -hmm. So that's why the penchant. Penchant. I think that's probably it, yeah. You like like to draw the awe out. But I could be wrong also. I mean, I could be pronouncing it horribly wrong, and I've just done that all this time. But you do it with confidence, so no. So I, 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 I don't can't, know that I, that's I can't right call though. you out on it. I do. That is one of the, the things that I challenge myself with and really drives me crazy is spelling things and grammatically being wrong. That does bother me. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think I'm not super type A, but that's one thing that if I'm reading an email, what's what, really bad is going through a text and being like, You edit, like edit, to edit, think edit. that you're not super type A. What, what type do you think you are? I think somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, there's a certain degree of type A that I think you have to be as a parent. You don't really have a choice. As far as organizing things, I don't like it, but I do it. Um, I do make lists on occasion, mostly because I know I'm going to forget things, but I don't make lists just to make lists. But, yeah, I don't... There's certain things I like to be in control of. Like what? uh, Honestly, I love to be in control of my time. I know that sounds super selfish, but no. knowing what is like today, I know exactly what I'm doing pretty much every hour of the day. 
And that's that's mostly because a lot of those things are really fun things <laughs> that make me happy. Right. But no, other than that, I don't. If I travel, I love throwing responsibility off on somebody else to do the planning to, you know, like I just like to show up and really enjoy that it. surprises me. I know that surprises me because because uh, your time mm-hmm. seems valuable. Mm-hmm. So if you were to go and take time mm-hmm. to go on vacation it seems that you would take the time to make sure that everything was just so rather than pawn it off on somebody else for fear that if they don't do it properly, they've wasted your time while you're on vacation. Well, I, I don't take enough vacations to really know. <laughs> but you know, back in April, I went to, I was gifted a lovely trip to New York by myself. Yeah. It was fantastic. Now, I did have to have the responsibility of getting myself there and getting places sure, and, sure. and all of that. But other than that, it was entirely up to me what happened. So and I don't know if that's type B or or type A. I don't know. But it was great to just, you know, and I think as a parent, having that time to not have to answer and be responsible for other humans was just, that was nice. What do you think the difference is in respect to your life? Mm-hmm. What do you think the difference is between being alone Oh, like you were in New York, yeah, or being and being lonely. It's a huge difference. I know. What? How does it? How do you? How do you describe it? You know, it's it's funny that you said because I think back to the trip in New York, and I think I've talked to you both about this at some point. But there was a point where I was alone and loving it, and then there came a moment where it was lonely, mm-hmm. and it started to be lonely, and that's when I ran into Joanna. And I texted her and actually ended up hanging out with somebody from Columbus for a while. (laughs) But it reaches a certain point where it's because I am a social person, I don't need alone time. I don't. If I do, I'm not taking it. But I don't. You don't need it or you don't don't, care for it? I don't like it. You don't like alone time? I don't like it. No. Why? Um, Are you afraid of being in your own thoughts? Are you mm -hmm. afraid of being in, in, in your own world? Yeah. Yeah. So when I go back to the question I asked you before oh, about what scares you <laughs> and intimidates you. Yeah, there you, it is. I'm afraid of being alone. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, don't, 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 no, no, don't blah, blah, blah. I feel like off. we're in a counseling session don't here. Don't blah, 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 blah it off. Yes, dude. <laughs> no, is I don't there, like is it. There's some truth to that. Yes, there is. Are, are you intimidated mm-hmm. and sometimes scared of yourself? Probably. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not always pretty what's going on in my head. No, more mine for that matter. <laughs> no. I don't. No, I don't. When I don't we like let our brains go and, and, and let them just, you know, if you say up there, like, have at it, think what you want, it's you can bad. go some scary dark places. It does, yeah. Absolutely. It is. But I also, I am energized by being with people and I'm energized by conversations. And, and I think this podcast is probably very selfish for me because I am filled every time I do it. I totally agree with that. And it's an escape that. from everything else going on for an hour to an hour and a half's worth yeah. of time. I, I'm very feel the same way about yeah. about mine. I, I, in the last year, I would say that the podcast mm-hmm. probably creatively has been my salvation. Yeah, you know, I I selfishly love sitting down. I'm loving this. I love this. You know, I'm loving talking to you and and, and having this conversation. I thoroughly was just overjoyed. You know, talking yeah. with Ralphie on the last one, mm-hmm. and I look and I look forward to the to the next one. And some of them, quite frankly, are better than others. Yeah. You know, I I have always said that when people compliment the podcast, I I sincerely say I'm only as good as my guest. Yeah. If my guest is great, then I'm. 
going to be hopefully even greater mm -hmm. if my guest is reluctant, you know, yeah. or, or, or tough to talk to. Well, I've got to work a little harder to try to pull something out of them. Everybody's a different conversationalist, though, too. Mm -hmm. But I think what you and, and you've been you were always an inspiration for this for me, because just seeing how you were able to because I, I think you and I communicate clearly on a, a very mm -hmm. similar level. Right. In that watching what you do is like, oh, well, that's that's how I converse with people anyway. Right. But it is. There are there are certain people that you have to pull a little more conversation out of, but you're able to do that. And it doesn't sound awkward. No, but don't you think it's also a reflection of who you are? I mean, people have to be comfortable with you in order to open up and I talk. Would, I would like to think so. I mean, I would like to hope that everybody that's been on here has felt right. comfortable saying, and I think... I mean, speak up if you haven't, but like. <laughs> well, no, the conversation becomes, well, Ralph kind of mentioned it earlier. He was completely reluctant about doing the podcast, but after a couple minutes, he felt he, he felt he was in a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. So, I, I love that. I want that. Right. You know. Yeah, I do too. So it works out well. It does. And I think it should. Because otherwise then it is an interview and it's cold and unfeeling and, and you don't open up to. Sometimes the really good stuff that comes out, you know, where you do want to have a second episode with that person. It's like, I want to know more about, I don't know. I also feel like what, a, what an amazing opportunity for somebody to, to shine for a minute, mm -hmm. you know, and to have 50 minutes about them. Do you sometimes come off of a podcast with a, with a great guest and, and then after it's over with go, Oh, I wish I would have asked him about this or, oh, I didn't cover that. Or mm, maybe, you know, no, you don't miss anything. I don't I guess because I don't feel like there's an ending to this. This is like an ongoing thing, which is beautiful in that if if there is the opportunity for that. Yeah, it's going to back on again. And we I mean, we've talked about several of our guests like mm -hmm. we need to have them back on and and talk more and give more opportunities. But no, I don't. I don't think I've walked away like, oh, I wish that we would have said something. Mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you another kind of a, in respects to the podcast, another kind of cliche Kay. setup, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, in the world today, as we're speaking, living. Yeah. And anybody famous, infamous, whatever the case might be, mm -hmm. uh, if you could have uh, a top three people you'd love to have on Speak Easily that you wanted to talk to right now, mm -hmm. who would they be? Well, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> He's my favorite actor. Great. Writer. Great choice. Oh, gosh. Um, you're not giving me any time to think about this? <laughs> you liked, you liked, I like You that. love doing this. I love doing this. No, you do. <laughs> a lot. I do. Um, gosh, I don't know. You know, I really want to have my grandma on here. Which can easily be done, and I should. And I don't know if we can get her. We, 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 we both had our mothers. Speak to our well, yeah, we both. My had mom, mom was one. Of, my, my mom was a big Your get mom for was me. Phenomenal. It was a big get. big get. And I loved having my mom on here. Mm -hmm. She, it, it was so fun to watch her as she just got more and more relaxed throughout the podcast. Where by the end she's kind of like lounging back and just chatting. And um, not that I didn't expect that, but anyway, sorry, uh, Grandma Steve Martin, you know. Same category right there. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Okay. You know, I, that, there, 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 if a, if a third doesn't come to you naturally, then two's it fine. Doesn't. Yeah. What about dead? Do, who, who would you, the people who have, are no longer with us, that if you could. If I could. If you could have them on, who would you want to um, talk to? John Lennon. 
Yeah. And once again, we tie back into Abbey Road a little bit. Of course, yeah. Why? Um, Why why John Lennon? Yeah. So dad was influential in our music upbringing with the Beatles. So that that to me is a huge tie to childhood where we learned about all the Paula's Dead stuff. Um, Beatles trivia was just constant. We listened to lots of Beatles music in so much as when I was in high school came like the resurgence albums where they re-recorded or right. re-released things. Um, so I was kind of the ultimate Beatles fan. And I did, you know, when you got to select people to do reports on, John Lennon. It was a great, I mean, it was so neat to, there's still things I remember. I know every day or every year. Oh, yeah, this is the day that John Lennon was shot by Mark David Chapman. Mm-hmm. The year I was born. So, yeah, it's dumb things I fill my head with. It's not dumb. <laughs> no, but it's. Everybody's got days like that of significance that that, right. that means something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Where were you when John when 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 they when well, John Lennon was killed? I was, I was four months old, so I don't really old. remember. But yeah. but those questions pop up. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I'm a little older than you, so you know I'll get you know where were you? When, where were you when JFK was assassinated? You know I'll get that, and I was still young. I was. Where were you when John Lennon was shot? Do you oh, you know what? It's interesting. I don't know. Hmm. I, what year was that? 80. 80. Mm-hmm. December 2nd, I believe. Yeah. In college. Okay. So, couldn't tell you. Drunk. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. Or yeah. involved in something. Um, Uh-oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, it's interesting. Uh, I, I think... John Lennon was great. Yeah. I think the Beatles are amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't remember oh, mm-hmm. mourning his, his death like so many others did. Right. It didn't affect me mm-hmm. as much. Now, if that makes me callous and no. insensitive, no. you know, I, I thought, wow, that's, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when the, 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 the level that it affected some people. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I don't remember right. where I was because it was just a, a sad moment. Mm-hmm. Was there a singer for you that, that you do or, or a musician? I, I'd artist? say uh, that, 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 that made me sad. I don't know why Sinatra, Sinatra. Has, has, has always been a big part, but also, you know, Dean Martin and Sinatra. I don't know why, uh, I wasn't sad when Sinatra died, but I, I was, you know, because because he lived to be in in his eighties, yeah. and I and I kind of like it's it's coming. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one out of every one person will die. There's a hundred percent mortality rate with humans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a interesting statistic. That's about all the statistics <laughs> I can do. That's that's it. I'm done. But uh, yeah, I didn't. So it's interesting that you that you you pick. John Lennon, Sinatra for me, Sinatra yeah. for me. It would be the music on the desert island. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the death in 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 music history. That that, uh, actually something was done about because mm-hmm. there was a celebration of his life mm-hmm. yeah. after you know mm-hmm. that happened, and and that's what also uh, steered me away from single malt scotches to uh, being a more 
religious Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that he did yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That's good. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. I, I remember when it at the, when it happened. Uh, I was a single malt scotch drinker, mm-hmm. and single malt scotch is a very dignified <laughs> type of drink that you sip and enjoy. And uh, I was told by my 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 girlfriend at the time that. You know, it's so nice when you drink and you get and you get drunk. You, you know, you're 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 charming and delightful. Mm. And then she said that when I started to drink Jack Daniels, she goes, "You became a complete asshole." <laughs> she goes, "It's like she she and she thought that Frank was an ass as well. Oh, okay. it's right. like the spirit of Frank Sinatra <laughs> left his body and went into you, and you just became an ass." So I'll take that. So all I know of you is. Yeah. The asshole, then. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And as far as assholes go, not too bad, right? Yeah, most, yeah, part, yeah. most days. Yeah, mm-hmm. most yeah. days. Yeah. Today, I'm not sure about that. Uh, ah, just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, moving forward, what? Yeah. Well, I have to go to the bathroom. No, no. Oh. Moving forward, <laughs> what? Do you think For about what? the... Like, it, in general? In general. In, 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 uh, yeah, in general. The podcast, life. Uh, do you have a five-year plan? No. No. Do no. you have a one-year plan? No. No. Do no. you have? Do you know what you're going to do tomorrow? Yes. Okay. It's on so the you, calendar. You take a, so you literally take life one day at a I time. I literally have to. You have to, uh, or you choose to. I would say it's about half and half. There are there's circumstances currently that that require me to go kind of day by day, week by week, things that are changing around me, or things that. Um, have to be dealt with on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. um, that I can't I can't plan super far in advance. As far as the podcast, it has just been, we just keep rolling. It's one of those things that's, that's just kept going. So we'll I, I will go with it as long as it will keep rolling. Because you record way more than we do. You record we a couple, record couple, several, a couple a week, a couple, couple two or three a week. We only turn one, I mean, like you, we only turn one out a week. But, but we only do, I mean, we yeah. literally do one a week and we work on it and you know yep. so and we don't neither of our schedules will will really permit us to have us set down at this time because you know we actually yeah. but we can do it easier during the day than in the evening because of little ones so. yeah and i don't you know sometimes I, i'm actually envious of the fact that you guys actually record a couple over the course of the mm-hmm. week i wish we could do that but there's uh too many other personal moving right. parts in ours you know my guys work during the day. And, but you found what works for you. And we have whiskey at night. And, <laughs> well, that and, I am envious of. <laughs> if we were to start having, you know, whiskey in the, not that I don't drink whiskey in the afternoon. I, mm-hmm. I do, but, uh, I know. but, you know, we've mm-hmm. consumed over a hundred and I think we had our, our 107th bottle. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. On the, on the podcast. But you don't it's, finish. You don't finish all of them every time. Okay. Sometimes uh, we finished Ralphie's. Yeah, we did. We, we finished yeah, off the. But yeah. You're putting it a minimum between four people. I mean, right, it's not right, like right, right, right. And sometimes we finish them, and sometimes yeah. we don't, and sometimes we go to a a second. Yeah, uh, we move to a second if, if needed. So, I don't blame you. But we just don't. We usually record during the day. It's like, well, mm. got to pick up the kids in an hour. Can't right, yeah. right, 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 right. Get right, all right, shined right. up. Sounds nice, but. And I don't know. I like, creatively speaking, you know, uh, I like the night. I do. do you my like bo- to like to boogie. 
I like the I like the nightlife. I like the boogie yeah. on the disco floor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to go there. You had to go there. Uh-huh. You see, you don't, you don't even you. I don't even I what lived, do you know. I lived through that Fantastic. that period. I lived through I Saturday did. Night Fever. Well, that, 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 you should come see it that in November, December. Yeah, she's, oh, she's playing the mom. Right. Yeah. That's right. You're in a you're in that play. I am. Which uh. I wasn't completely done with you. There was one thing I wanted to. Whoa! Wow! <laughs> You're done with me? You're... No, oh. no, not complete with this. But this particular oh. interview. Okay. Okay, because I know what you're doing now. Yeah. You know, I know that when the acting opportunities come up, like the play you're going to be in, mm-hmm. and the podcast which is ongoing, mm-hmm. and the wine world that you submit, and you you know dedicated mom, but <laughs> there's something that you started to dabble in. And I'm very curious as to whether or not you will continue to do it. And I'm saving it for last because I I saved it for last (laughs) for a reason. Why? Because it seems to be I go back to the things that I mentioned earlier. Things that scare or intimidate you. There you go. The play that I wrote scares the crap out of me. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it is. Oh, sorry. I'm getting defensive. Um, (laughs) <laughs> why did you look at me when you? <laughs> I don't know. I apologize. Well, no, she looked. I tell you why she looked at you. She looked at you because you, as I mentioned on my podcast, you are on stage all the time. You act all the time. You're and and you read plays all the time. And she invited you. Well, you you were kind of like my. Can you be my main person? Right behind this. So that's why I'm saying it to you. And I am. <laughs> so she looks at you, and I'm, this is just my interpretation. She looks at you as kind of the the the, the litmus test of, mm-hmm. of, of of as to what she has. Again, I think it's a movie. I know you do. Yeah. And that in that in itself intimidates me, and it always has. I mean, even right. starting teaching film acting, I'm like, why why would anybody call me a film actor? I'm not a fil- and I don't don't I know you said it all before. Yep. But for me, it's not. It's sort of like being relevant, going back to the fear. If I'm not doing stuff, I'm not a relevant teacher. If I'm teaching film acting, shouldn't I be doing film to be an ongoing student of my craft, to be able to teach it well? I should be learning myself. And I think that's what's intimidating about the play slash screenplay Mm -hmm. is I don't know enough about it. And having gone into something and while it was everybody was super kind in, in how it was received... It was still intimidating to me because it's like there's so much more to do. There's so mm-hmm. much more to do, but did, didn't you kind of go back to the thought that popped into your head? There was something that motivated you to put all those words down and to finish it, even in its rough draft mm-hmm. form. Mm-hmm. There was something that moved you that you weren't afraid of. And weren't intimidated by. Yeah. Now you're afraid and intimidated because it's done and it's now it's to be judged. And what do I do with it? And where yeah. do I go with it? That fear. But the, there was an initial fear when you started it. And what was it that possessed you to actually sit down and, and put these thoughts together and put it out there? Something brand new that you had knew nothing about. You. Me? Yes. Because no, I, we, were st- I, we had just started teaching. Uh, when would that have been? What, uh, spring classes. Okay. The spring session of Broadway to LA. And I said, I'm in a creative drought. Like, there's just nothing. 
there's nothing coming up. There's oh, nothing yes. coming forward to you. And you said, you need to write. I'm like, I don't, right. I don't write. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't written since college. I'm like, no, you need to write something. And I kept, I kept fighting him. Like, I don't have any ideas. I don't have any. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, just, I do have one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, I think it was more just like, fill that hole. See if there's, if there's something there. Right. I just didn't think it would be, com- I, yeah. Go ahead, finish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finish it. It's scary to put something out there. It is. When you don't know if it's any good, and you have an idea, but you don't necessarily see it all the way through, and you don't know how it's going to end, and you don't know if it makes any sense to anyone. Are else. you going to return to Why it? Do I feel so and take it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> answer that for her. Yes. Are you going to take it? Are you going to? Are you going to? Are you going to pick yeah. it back up and and? Yeah, go eventually, with it? I have to. I can't just let it sit there. No. But the other thing I think is that. I'm not great at completing things, and you can ask my husband this. I'm really good at starting lots of things. I'm just not great at the follow-through. Unless there is a requirement of a follow-through. And so that's – I am not super self-motivated to finish things. You need deadlines. I kind of do. You need – I need, yeah, something I can procrastinate really well I, toward. I probably identify <laughs> with I know that you do. a lot. I'm a, I'm a huge procrastinator, but yeah. if I have a deadline – then it gets done. Then, you know, this 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 short story, if you're going to enter this short story into this competition, mm-hmm. here's the deadline. Yeah. You know, and, and it doesn't okay, mean that we half-ass it. it. No. I think it's done well when it's even procrastination. You know, I, I mean, I'm don't listen to this, bosses, but I, I'm writing lesson <laughs> plans for something that's going on the next day. But they're they're done. Sure. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, it, All your bosses from oh, oh I'm son of turning it off. I don't want to hear. I can't believe she does that. No, they all know it. I don't know what I'm saying. What? But I I don't know. With this, there is no deadline. And when I had the reading done, it was so early in the process, and I I, I think I was just intimidated. Like, oh my gosh, there's so much more work to do. I'm in, I'm, yeah, well, I, I, I'm intimidated. You know, Ralphie is, and, and our other friend, John Osbeck, have been trying to get me on stage. Yes. In, in, yeah. the, in the theater. Uh-huh. I know. That scares and intimidates the, the hell out of me. I know it does. It does. Mm-hmm. But at some point. You're going to have to. I'm going to have to do it. And I know I'm going to have to do it. But I'm waiting for the, I guess, I guess I'm hedging my bets and, and, I'm somewhat cautious about it. I'm not going to go into it blind. It's got to be something, because, because what's the what is the the biggest fear in respects to that that you'll fail, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you write this play yeah. and you put your heart and soul in it, and this is the, and when you get to that final draft that yeah. this is the play, and it goes up, and if you don't want it to fail, Mm-mm. you want it to be received well. Mm-hmm. And kind of the same, right. same thing. I've had failures. I, I've yeah. had stand-up failures, right. bad sets, uh, been right. in bad movies with. Oh uh, yes, we bad, have. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad, bad yeah, <laughs> but you know, I, I find now as I get older, and maybe you'll you'll start to feel this as well, yeah. that you you you, you want to make less mistakes. Uh, you're not afraid to fail, but you're kind of but but you're kind of hoping that you yeah. don't fail as much. Yeah. As you as you get older. And but, I'll go so far to say is that fear and a little bit of intimidation is good for the soul. Keeps you alive. Well, I agree because and I, I fully agree. And I think that you have been a big part of that for me and that 
a lot of things that I have spoken like, you know, I've always kind of wanted to dot, dot, dot have happened mm-hmm. because it was spoken into existence. Right. And, the, and oftentimes the right person hears it and those things happen. Hence starting directing last year, which still scares me. But now I'm on my third show. So it's right. like, well, I guess it's there going go. okay. And then the podcast, you know, and you said, just do it. Like, oh. <laughs> I could I do did. that. Okay. Just do it. There it is. Yeah. But I, I do believe that that's that's a huge part of it is having people in your corner that that trust you enough that aren't going to fill you with a bunch of bullshit. You know, that aren't going to say, "Oh, you'd be really good at that," <laughs> <laughs> and you're not. But it's people that are like, "Why are you doing it now?" I know you well enough to say, "Yeah, you'd be great at that." I know you well enough to say, "You'd be great on stage." Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what I do is teach actors. So, you know. I don't know. And I'm also extremely critical. I know of, you are. Of myself. You're horribly critical. Of oh, yourself. my God. Yes. I am my own worst enemy. You really in, in are. We respect. all are, yeah. We, we in are. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I write something, you know, I have a book that should have been done months ago, but I keep. I know. It sucks. I know. And, you and know, we do that to ourselves. And I keep going back and. You know, fix one. I should just finish it and put it out there, which I have done. I've done yeah, things. I've put it out there, yeah. you know. And and but once as I get older, it's like, oh, man, yeah. If I put this out there at sixty, and it sucks, am I going to be able to bounce back and put something else out at sixty-two? That yes, that you know. Yes, you are. Because in in our world, be it the podcasting. Or a show, uh, a play, uh, a film, and the way the perception is reality for people, you know, that is. You're only as good as the last thing you did. Yeah. And it's so, that relevance thing, though. Yeah, it? right? Well, we're back to relevance. So you're back relevance. to... Oh, oh. <laughs> I can't talk about that. <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to say in closing is that you need to very quickly... Do another podcast after this one. (laughs) In order to make up for the mediocrity that has taken place in the last hour or so. So I beg you, bring the next guest in as quickly as possible. So this is a distant memory. No, no, this is... I I implore you! It's a powerful ending there, Lass. Give it to him. We're closing it. We're closing it up now. This has been Speak Easily with Krista Stoffer and your and your guest host, Dino Tripodis. Uh, we hope you can join us when Krista comes back and, and actually gets to put somebody else into the position that I put it. Oh, that sounds weird. <laughs> that sounds lovely. This podcast is rated R. <laughs> But thank you for for letting me thank you. Uh, have fun with this, and thank you Ben as well, and thank you Ralphie. Sure thing. Always, yeah. it's Thanks for a... peanut gallery. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I'll come in and do John Lennon for you. And all for a brief moment of sincerity. Yes. Continued success. You're doing a great job with thank this. You. I think you uh, have amazing guests, and you do an amazing job with them. Thanks, and I think you're just going to continue to improve upon that. And I think anybody that comes into this lovely little studio to sit down and and chat with you uh, is is getting a gift. 
And then mm-hmm. consequently, you know, the rest of us are getting a gift by getting a chance to hear it. So, well, thank you. You're welcome. And as always, you are you are such a huge influence. Um, thank you. Not because of just what you do, but because of who you are. Well, and thank how you. Our, our friendship in in a year has yeah, I, I been so meaningful. Thank you. I have a hard time with with, with compliments. Yeah, so do I. Uh, but <laughs> me too. But and I'm trying to learn to say thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're also on a mic, so you feel a little more obligated, right? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> now, if you excuse me, I'm going to take these remaining five donuts. And mash them all over my body. Foxland Media, think big.